Holy shit, Colin. Episode 51 is off and rolling. We are... No, no, no. Sorry. I fucked up again. Um, we are in the practice spot, so that means that I yeah. did bring keys. Um, but there's a caveat. This is the last pod in this practice spot. Oh, yeah. Because daddy doesn't live here no more. <laughs> yeah, I've been referring to myself as daddy a lot more, and I don't, I don't necessarily hate it, but I also don't like it. Bro, these opened really weird. There, is there carbonation in this beer? Yeah, a little bit. Not as okay. much. It's a dark lager, so there's yeah, going to be less carbonation. It, it's uh, it's actually foaming, or it's coming out of the top, and it makes me wonder why it all can't fit in the can that it just came out of. That's a strange thing. Like, why is jostled there... it around a little bit? Mm, all right, let me take a sip. It's pretty good. I was intrigued by the name. Uh, I mean, in the artwork, I love hafarded stuff. Yes. So pretty good. Uh, definitely fucking with the artwork. Uh, you can sell me on anything as long as it's got pizza on it. So I'm into it. This is pretty good. It yeah, might be just a hair darker than I typically like. It does kind of have a stouty kind of taste. A little too much of that soy sauce in there. It does have a stouty kind of yeah, taste. It, oh, no, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's going to, as a dark lager is going to have that, but we're, I mean, we're drinking it. It's probably about the right temperature to drink it at so this is probably like the optimal because it's been sitting out now for about half an hour it says drink at 46 it does say drink at 46 degrees it's probably about where it's at so look at us why why is that why does it say that i think uh i'm i'm gonna i don't want to speak out of turn on this one because i can't probably really answer that but I, i do believe it has to do with the style of beer is like the you know the most optimal flavor for that style is at certain temperatures. You know, there's like stouts. They say like let get almost to room temperature. Really? Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. Um. Also, I like strange. a cold Guinness though. I, just, I'm just not a big stout fan in general. This is probably about as dark as I would go. What, it, I mean, what is this? Again? It's a lager. It's a dark lager. So it's going to be crisp. It's going to have that light beer taste. It's called One More Again by Who Farted, which I have. uh I have said on several occasions when I've been at bars, I'm like, we'll have one more. And then I'll say that, I don't know, five or six times. And then I try to fight people. And that's the problem. Um, An unexpected flavor that I liked that I'm actually, I'm considering trying. So I dropped my daughter off at daycare and I'm usually tempted to go to Starbucks and get a nitro cold brew, which I did. So I show up to the house, nitro cold brew. And right after I drink nitro cold brew, I take a drink of Coke. And I go, oh fuck, yeah. I, and you dude, pour them together. I'm telling you, no, I didn't. I didn't pour them together because I only had just a little bit of nitro left. So I did it again. I took a little drink, put a little coke in there, and I go, fuck, this could actually be really good. So now I'm, uh, I'm considering tomorrow getting a nitro specifically to experiment with. Do it. It's a. Ooh, I was about to put those words together and form some shit that sounded not good. I'm not even gonna say the word. I can't do it. Yep, let's not. I'm not going to. I'm not going there. Not uh, in this day and age. Uh, you like my new glasses? I do. I was going to comment on this. got some new glasses. They're, they're thick boys. Yeah. I actually used to have these. I used to have these before, like three glasses ago, and I really like the style. Same and, company? They Warby? Yeah, yeah. And it's something that I know. I like. I know Warby Parker has. I know the style mm-hmm. uh, will fit and all that, and uh, I, I like it better than what I had before, so... And you, you had to. Uh, you got to notice I trimmed down this mustache. I do. You busted about an inch of length off. I saw a picture 
of myself from my camping trip a couple week weekends ago. And I was like, oh, that's what the handlebar looks like from the side. And I just didn't, it, it just, it struck me wrong. And, uh, I was like standing there. I got out of the shower and I was just going to shave, not shave it off, but just shave the handlebar in. And, uh, I went like this and I went, that's actually a pretty good mustache. So I just cut in the mustache and I actually think it's like way more fitting to who I am to my face. Yeah. I'm working on this so I can try to do like a Frank Zappa thing, like the soul patch thing, but it does, it's not looking promising. So it I might see, just be I the mustache. It. I see it trying. So. But I do like this, and I like. I was at the office today and got some compliments, and very nice. Uh, I'm still still hoping to not go back to the office the rest of this year. Very very excited for that. Uh, you know who can grow facial hair? I feel like this person can sneeze and grow facial hair, and that's Lee. Oh yeah, Lee grows fucking like facial hair. Like yeah. that dude grows facial. Did you see hair. that tin type picture that he no. posted? They he and he and Sammy got. Uh, like that's old school tin types, you know, like mm-hmm. those. And he looks hard as fucking nails. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of Lee. Yeah. You almost got him on here tonight, huh? I tried, but he has to get up early. He said it's a really busy week because of the fourth. So mm. delivering those brewskis. Yeah, it must be really hard to do that whilst on your period. Mm. Ooh, sorry, Lee. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Lee's still doing his podcast, right? Dude, that shit is off and on. Bro Hammer. You did yeah. some artwork for it. Yeah. He needs and to when they came back, and if you're listening to this, Lee, I want answers. <laughs> when they when they came back and rebirthed Bro Hammer, they weren't using the logo I designed. They were using their original one. Were you salty? Which sucks. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ooh. I'm just no, I'm not kidding. Uh, uh did somebody from the podcast make that? Or are you just like straight shitting on some other I just designer? straight shit on it. Okay. Fair. I mean, own that shit. Lee probably made it. <laughs> You're owning that shit. Uh, yeah, Lee's been in a thousand bands. Uh, notorious, notorious band starter. He's like a Chris in, Tapman, including one that got, including one that uh, got teased last weekend, uh-huh, which is uh-huh. uh, which I might also be a part of. Tell us about. I know it. I've I know we've uh, alluded to it um, a little bit uh, here and there. But over quarantine, you know, Lee and I talked about starting a project for a really long time. Um, and over quarantine, we just started kicking ideas back and forth. And he would throw me a lot of riffs that uh, would turn into thought starters for songs. And I'm not going to get too deep into uh, into what it sounds like yet, but uh, it's hard as nails and it's heavy. So can I just say that, like, uh, you never even told me the name of the band. I- I'm pretty sure that. You just followed me on IG, and I was like, "Hmm, I wonder oh, yeah. if this is the band is called Human Law." By the way, yeah, and uh, was that influenced at all just by the crazy shit that's going on in the world right now? Uh, it was before we had talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, this has always been called that for like uh, four, three, four months now. Gotcha. And uh, but it definitely seals the deal on the idea, and. Uh, our e- the EP will be out. I'm hopeful within within July, uh, and it's called God's work. And uh, it's hard. Why, why not God's plan? <laughs> why not just fucking? Actually, Kanye West just announced a new record, and his is called God's Country. Ooh! Did you hear that new song? No. He put out a new song today with uh. Travis Scott. The song's dumb, 
and it's he's still on the gospel trip. The song's called Wash Us in the Blood. Hmm. Uh, the beat is fucking A plus, A plus beat. He's always been on, like, I mean, you say he's like on the gospel trip, and I, I know what you mean. He's like hardcore on it, but he's always had that. Like, well, yeah, I know, but like, I mean, with like, the Jesus like walks putting out like Christian records. I mean, like yeah. that last record he put out, Jesus is King or whatever, was a gospel album. Can we just take a second to appreciate that right before he went like hardcore Christian, uh, he had that song with fucking who was it, Lil Pump? Oh yeah, <laughs> it was like what's it's it had some crazy ass. Yeah, lyric in it, it was it was I don't even remember some kind of it was some kind of sex lyric or something something about fucking I can't I can't remember what the fuck it is now. Um, okay, so are you worried at all that uh, by coming out around now? with human law that it may get looked at as, Oh, they're just doing that because, you know, almost like a capitalizing on the, uh, nah, no, because it's not, it's not that pointed. It's, well, it, I listened to the, I listened to the, the snippet or the, uh, teaser and yeah. I really like what you guys did. I like the, uh, um, the like sample thing that you used. Yeah. It's really cool. It's, it, it sets like a mood. Yeah. It's just supposed to be, it's just real misanthropic. It's real nihilistic. It's real just like burn it all down. Fuck everything. Yeah. Like everybody's awful. So where can I find you? What social media platforms? Right now it's just on Instagram. It's just human law underscore. I'm into it. So, uh, but yeah, stay tuned. I'm excited about it. Uh, I've, I've been like really loving recording it at home. Yeah. Now that I have, I've like spent money on stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. now I know what Jeff, being Jeff Summerfield feels like mm. when you buy stuff, it, when, and then you actually have the quality stuff. Um, I, I find ways to. I like, know I'm kidding. I find ways to get around that. Because uh, I, I mean, I was actually so I've been using the Will Putney plugins with my pedal board and dialing in the tones that I actually feel like I could dial in. Uh, with my amp and stuff. So that's like really cool. And then, uh, I was using that one drum kit you told me about, that free one, the MT Power. MT Power kit. Yeah. Which I felt like was pretty natural. Uh, but it was still, there was something that wasn't there for me. The symbols. And they take uh, a lot of post processing to make sound uh, good. I, I bought, uh, Kurt Ballou from Converge. I bought his drum library and it uses that contact player. Yeah. And, uh, and it's samples of four of drum kits that he has at his God City Studios, and he's amazing at at recording drums. And the cymbals sound amazing. The kick, the, it it changed everything. Who, who put that kit out? Which company? Uh, uh, Room Sound. Okay, not familiar. I have like I think I told you sorry. I have one of the invade. I have the Invasion kit from Get Good Drums. Um, it's one of the more natural sounding drums, but you, you know me, I also like a fairly heavy processed yeah. kick snare combo. Uh, so I have been using drum forge. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, which I like because it doesn't use, use it doesn't use contact. I like the ones that don't use contact. Um, I will say that the Kurt Blow kit is really not only because I'm a converge fanboy, uh, but it, it was, it's really appealing to me because I, I want, the drums to sound like kind of dirty, kind of not super crystal clear, kind of real like uh, analog, and it sounds like that. like they're recorded on tape or something. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. There's actually a knob you can turn that up, oh. so like it'll get more compressed and more kind of garbly. Yeah, it's pretty cool actually. Nice. You said you're a fanboy of Converge, and I I know that because 
Jeep Bro. Um, you've yeah. got your Converge sticker on the the Jeep Bro, and you've talked about Converge before. You're also a fanboy of Freddie Gibbs. Did you see all the fucking? My God, man, the drama. You know what? Academics is tight. So first of all, for those of you who don't know, uh, Freddie Gibbs, one of Colin's fucking favorite rappers, gave him album of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is beefing with academics. I want to. I'm not even going to say anything about it yet. I want to get your take on it first. Okay, so you follow beefs. I don't. I do, and I follow academics. And excuse me, you follow beef. I don't. So I don't know what makes a good beef or a bad beef. Uh, but all I know is I just saw. I just saw. I follow Freddie Gibbs on Twitter, and I just saw boom, just tweet after tweet after tweet, and then like even, and I still so then I, I I noticed that like. I started going to like the, the bigger like hip hop magazine sites like yeah. XXL and Complex and stuff like that. And, uh, they were starting to talk about it. And then w- while I was sitting out here waiting for you, I was just flipping through Twitter and I saw like Jesus and Miro jumped in and they're just like, Miro's like, he's like, Freddie's just stomping on a corpse at this point. I mean, they're just going, but, but there's, there's what I want to, that's what I want to know. Is he? I don't, I, I mean, I, I, that's what I said. I don't know what makes good beef. All I know is that he's been completely relentless and everybody's saying that academics is getting bodied. Yeah, but he's really not because here's where, here's where it all came from, right? So Freddie Gibbs, I'm pretty sure used to be managed or signed to or something to Jeezy, right? Oh yeah. He shit talked Jeezy, right? He shit talked Jeezy, basically saying Jeezy was irrelevant in music yeah. and Axe spoke up and said, well, fuck, if Jeezy's irrelevant in music, so are you. Your last fucking thing did 28,000 units. That's it. That is nothing. Yeah. That's like I have friends and bands who do more units than that. So like by comparison, you can't shit talk a guy and say they're irrelevant if you're only doing 28,000 units. You're just a little guy, right? So that's what he's saying, and that's where it all came from. So then uh, Freddie Gibbs was firing back with the memes and shit like that. And like I, I look at the memes and things like that as – Somebody who has a bias towards one or the other, they're just going to gravitate towards it. It's going to resonate with them. So, like, you love Freddie Gibbs, so you probably see the memes and things like that and think it's funny. And it is, but it's all distraction from the actual points because what Ack is saying is completely fucking true. I mean, he's uh, Freddie Gibbs is playing by Gen Z rules. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, well, it didn't fucking academics wasn't doing himself no favors. So he streams and shit like that too. He does like Twitch and he games. He does all kinds of shit. He's, he is a, you know, he is a modern day media personality who built his fan base on YouTube. Mm -hmm. He's, you mentioned complex. He's, he's a one third of the co-hosts of everyday struggle, which is a complex show. Um, which I think Jesus and Mero is also on complex. So like their, their network, you know, companions or whatever you want to call them. Um, it's funny because he is fucking hammered. I mean, hammered on stream, maybe last night or the night before. And he's just going in on him talking about like, you're just a little guy. You're just a little boy. Uh, you talk it. Cause I think, um, Freddie said something about like, oh, I bet I could fit your whole house in my son's room. And Ack was like, all right, but I just bought a $2 million, 8,500 square foot house. So what's your house look like? You know? And like, he was kind of shitting on him back. But like, this is one of those things where because Ack is a media personality, he's always going to be on that outer loop. Right. Mm -hmm. And by default, 
an artist inside will probably always win a beef because an artist is going to have more of those loyal fans. And really, that's what makes good beef is whoever responds to whatever side, yeah. by default, they win. Yeah. You know, so. Regardless, it seemed funny. And as I was working today, as I was, you know, scrolling through Twitter and stuff, it was fun to see that pop up all day because it was pretty, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely always here for beef. Always. And you know, uh, I saw Meek Mill jumped in on it. He tweeted about it. I'm sure he tweeted in favor of Freddie Gibbs yeah. because Meek and uh, academics have been beefing too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they've been beefing. So Meek saw an opportunity, said, fuck, let me get in here and let me squat up with somebody. Um, you you were talking about um, Gen Z and like how they do. Gen Z as a whole kind of beefing with millennials, right? I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it because uh, it's funny because the boomers and the older Gen Xers, you know, they just they think of Gen Z and they call them millennials. And it's like and, Mm -hmm. and we have to be like, no, us millennials like have multiple kids and are buying our second or third houses like Gen Z. We're running all the shit that you're using. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like not even all, like, I think Rowan is my only kid who's technically Gen Z. I think the other two are younger than that. I think he's on the younger end. Mm. And, um, so, but I don't know that for sure. But, uh, I, I feel like they're getting back at us now. Uh, I feel like they're like, no, we're, we're now we're college age. We're young. We're young adults. We're getting married. We're buying houses. We're having kids. And, uh, Hey, we're a lot less fragile than you guys are. <laughs> yeah they are fucking i mean they're doing everything from you know ruining trump rallies to to you know god knows what they're, they're just they're the, you know you go out there in these protests they're the ones out on the streets it's all 25 and younger they're in these streets and uh and they just I saw some post a couple of weeks ago where it was just like a bunch of screenshots like, hey, hey, all you millennials, just so you guys want to see what Gen Z is talking about on TikTok. And they're just like all these comments are just clown and millennials like talking about talking about uh, how they want to be taken serious with their adulting. But then we'll talk about what Harry Potter house they're in, you know, and just like, uh, oh, just going crazy on all these different millennial stereotypes about how we're so concerned about buying expensive food like avocado toast and a lot of the same criticisms that the boomers were throwing at us, but they're doing it because they're actually seeing it. Yeah. And um, I love it. I love it. So I'm going to I have a fun trivia question about avocados. <laughs> Do you know another name for an avocado? It's a fucking weird name. Oh, it's on the top of my. Uh, I made guacamole tonight. It's an. It's called an alligator pear. Did not know that. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Shaped like a pear, feels like an alligator. Yeah, fucking weird. You know, I learned that from. There's this weird ass game show called The Wall. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, Chris Hardwick. Uh, host it it's basically like they find these people who are just good people like that maybe they do uh some kind of like non-profit or they're just doing something good for humankind right and they bring them on this show it's this weird like you drop balls uh in slots one through seven and they just kind of plinko on yeah, down yeah, yeah. and land in money slots at the bottom and then subsequently uh you drop those and you get money and then you have to answer somebody answers a series of questions and if you get it right that ball makes money. If you get it wrong, that ball subtracts money, right? Um, I, I learned it on that. 
It, it was just like a weird thing. Weird. I was looking at it like, I gotta remember that. I don't know why I need to remember that, but I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask for like alligator pear toast mm-hmm. instead of avocado toast. I don't love guacamole. Fuck. I like why? it, but I don't love it. And uh, I just prefer, like, if I'm eating, if I'm dipping chips in something, I prefer it to be nachos or nacho cheese or queso. Um, but I have been making it on taco nights. And uh, so usually I make it and then have Sierra try it because she likes guacamole a lot mm. and say, what is it missing? You know, first try tonight. Nailed it. Do you put onion in yours? No. Good. I like it with onion in it. But mm. I'm the only one in my family who would, or Miles would do. But. I'm I'm fine with it with onion, but I don't put that shit in if I can uh, avoid it. So I did in that time frame look up what Gen Z was because I was curious. Uh, it's the newest generation. Well, it says it's the newest generation, and they're born between 95 and 2015. So this is probably an old article. Oh, so that makes sense. Then all three of my kids are Gen Zs. Yeah. Nearly 74 million people in the U.S., did I get my – was that – shit, man. We don't have headphones, so you can't tell if I did like a good radio announcer voice. It my Ted Williams. Sound a little froggy out here. Well, okay. I mean, it's fucked up, Colin. Um, I'm a good person. I saved a deer. Can I tell this story? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why, but – so we've been out there about three years, and it's obviously in the middle of the country, so I've always worried about deer. As I learn the area, I find myself taking a lot more back roads. You know, that's just like, I think that's what people do. You take all the weird ways home, the most efficient ways, instead of just like, you know, taking the state routes. So I've been taking a lot more back ways. This was not actually a back way, though. I'm just pulling out of a main street, and I'm getting ready to get on a state route 23, and I see a fucking deer just like coming up the road the wrong way, about to run out into state route 23. And it's... I mean, there's a lot of traffic coming. I can see lights coming from both ways. And I was kind of worried, like, man, am I about to watch this? Like, I can't watch this. Uh, so I found a little spot where I could do a U-turn. I did a U-turn, and I was coming at the deer, like, basically head on. And then the deer jumped up in the grass, and I was, like, beeping my horn. The fucking deer stopped right at the edge of the street, like the main road. And cars, you know, were flying by. And then a car saw it and slowed everything down. And the deer bolted across. But because I was able to get the deer to stop by the street and people were able to slow down, the deer did not get hit. And it made it across this fucking like six lane highway, uh, state route, whatever, um, all the way to the other side. So I felt pretty good about it. I Look was like, that. That, was a, that was a good U turn uh, right there. Two things. One, you don't want to watch it happen. I, yeah, I've never, I've actually never I saw, saw a deer get hit. I saw a deer jump in front of a semi truck. It exploded. That's all. The, I, um, I saw a fucking goose get hit on the freeway by a semi truck. And I was like two cars back. <laughs> it was right there by Sawmill Road 270. I was on my way to work and I see it hit, get hit. And the only reason I knew it got hit is because semis up a couple cars and just a big plume of fucking feathers go everywhere and i was like oh, it took man. me i was like what the fuck is that and then i drove through it obviously because it was two cars away and we're going you know 70 miles an hour i drive through it and i'm like oh that was a that was a goose that was a goose <laughs> was yeah keyword former uh, goose. the other thing is, that i was going to say is uh you know who else you, you know uh, you know who else saved a deer this week who Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. What? 
Was that on? I'm guessing that was on social media. It must have been on Twitter or something. I, somehow it came. Or no, I think somebody in a in a group message on Instagram sent me an Instagram post or something like that. But he was out fishing in the middle of some lake, and they were in the middle of the lake and saw a deer swimming. And it was super, it was like swimming in circles and scrambling and out of breath. So they tried to like wrap some shit around or something like that and get it in the boat, but it was freaking out. So they just kept it alongside and held it up as much as they could and got it back to shore and let it run off into the woods. See, that's incredible. We're all, we're all about being good people out here. Unlike these fucking yahoos with their guns trying to track down protesters. So. I don't know if you read more of that story. I, I did not. So I, I will be – I'm guilty of uh, – even though I'm bringing it up right now, I'm guilty of not really looking much into it. But I will say that the memes that are coming out of it are fucking – So good. They're so good. So good. Uh, if you do look a little bit more into the story – Well, g- give the backstory. What are, what? Okay, so it? this popped up on social media yesterday or the day before, uh, these photos and these videos of some protesters. I think they're in Florida – uh, marching down just some street, a very nice house in front of a mansion, and there's just this fucking polo khakis guy, yeah, and his wife standing outside, and he's got an AR-15, and she's got a little pocket pistol, and she's holding it like this, and uh, it if you do look into it, they, you know, like they they a gate was destroyed or bent or something like. Damage was done to their property. I'm not sure mm. what the context was, but you know, that's what gun advocates say. Like, that's why we have guns, you know, right. to, but outside of that, not only did it look hilarious. Yes. And, but it's like obvious people have never taken a gun class before. I mean, he's holding it like the AR 15, like he's a gangster. Yeah. In a night in the 1920s and she's pointing this gun. At the protesters with her finger on the trigger. Yeah, she's also got a very relaxed and bent arm, which I couldn't help but think, like, if she fired that, she'd probably yeah. crack her forehead open. So, you know, you're know, you starting to see people go, like, okay, regardless if they were within their – obviously, they're within their Second Amendment rights. Yeah. Um, but, like, the you know, that that one they could kid, They could use some trigger discipline. That Well, that, but, like, think about this. That kid, Tamir Rice – was killed by police for having a toy gun. This woman was pointing a loaded weapon with her finger on the trigger at peaceful protesters walking by. Something seems a little off here. Yeah, this is going to be one of those ones where I'm still gonna I'm still gonna wait and see. I want to know the full story because I, I mean I almost can't say I blame them if some of their property was destroyed. I, like I said, fully within your rights. Yeah, do what you want to do. You look. They look like idiots. Absolutely. And you know, you know they what? made a mockery, in my opinion, it, it made a mockery of the idea of having guns for your personal protection. You know what my favorite part Because they looked irresponsible. My favorite part of meme culture, and it's like it's a it's not as much of a talked about thing, but my favorite part is how memes get their own names. Right? Like I don't know that this meme has a name yet. But because he's got that like light colored polo talked in, or tucked yeah. into his shorts and shit, like he might get a name like Polo Paul or like Second Amendment Steve. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I can't wait. I, I want to know what the name of this meme is going to so be. So many funny memes. But so there's some straight out of Applebee's. 
uh, oh man, like, uh, I don't even remember. Just so the one I sent you earlier was like the don't tread on me flag, but it said, how do I open PDF? Yes. Oh my God. And that's like, that's like meme (laughs) section. That's like a meme section in itself because that whole PDF thing was a meme itself. Um, do your kids like, for whatever reason, do they talk about dead memes? Uh, uh, you mean like a meme that's like not cool and not funny anymore? Yeah. I think, I, uh, I, I'm not sure like talking about dead memes, but there have been times where like I showed Sierra a meme and Rowan would overhear it and be like, oh dude, I saw that on TikTok like three months ago. Oh my God. Just shitting yeah. on you. Yeah. Uh, no. So out of nowhere, my kid has just been like, hey, you want to hear three dead memes? And like, and he'll just like tell me like three memes that I recognize as being memes or something, but they're no longer relevant. And I'm like, what did you like recently watch a YouTube video that talked about dead memes? Like, it's so weird. He's just, I don't know. I, I appreciate him interacting with me more. He got me to fucking play Fortnite two nights in a row. Miles has been begging me to play Fortnite for three days. So it's almost hard to say no at this point because I fucking play Call of Duty yeah. and uh, like Valorant like so much that... It's just a it's just a little kid version of those games. So I finally was like, he's been asking me. He wanted to like 1v1 me. And I was like, you know what? Why don't we just like play and be on the same team and go try to win something? And so we actually did. We played last night, um, which took like an hour to play because I had to fucking update my Fortnite. I mean, clearly I don't use it. I tried to log on. It was like, hey, bro, your shit's way out of date. Like, let me take an hour to update it. I'm like, God damn. So I go and get him. I know your kids go to bed early, dude. It was it was like eleven thirty before we started playing. Crazy, yeah. And so we we play, and uh, first game went horrible. Like I I knew I didn't know what any button did. Second game we fucking won. We won. We got first place. He was like, "Hey, that was really cool. We got a victory royale." And I was like, "What is that?" He was like, "Everyone else is dead." I'm like, "We won." <laughs> I was like, "Get the fuck out of here." Miles goes. He goes. He every time he tells me, he's like. You got to play Fortnite with me. I'm like, yeah, I just don't always have a lot of fun when I play it. Just being a grumpy dad. Yeah. And he's like, I'll get you a win. Don't worry. Like that. It's like, like that is the deciding factor. Like, Oh, for real? Well, fuck Say no more fam. Like, let's go. <laughs> no. So he, he had a lot of fun last night. Fucking loved it. And like, it was, it was actually really cute because, uh, while we're playing, you know, he's playing on switch. I'm playing on PC. We each have a headset on, so we're talking because we're in this little squad together. So we're we're talking through fucking headphones, like jabronis. Uh, and he keeps going. I really appreciate this, Dad. I love that you're playing with me. I love you. Like he just kept saying all these niceties, like as we. And I was like, man, Dad, I kind of want to just keep playing games with you at this point because uh, he really likes it. And I mean, to be honest, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I will say that I still don't fucking understand building anything. It, it got it. it got a little easier uh with the whole pc controls i found some some shortcuts and i figured out some shit and then he got me to play again today so if you're wondering why i am a little later than 9 30 and i showed up more like 10 it's because i told him i would play with him tonight and when i did turns out we did really fucking good so it took the game took forever because we were i got third place Mm -hmm. and i don't know how many people fucking drop in but uh it is funny the building thing. It just it, it's it's just one level 
too much complexity for me. Or it's just like I watch Miles play it and he switches between guns and just yeah. and I'm just like, what are you doing? How yeah. are you doing this? And like in the middle of building it, he'll switch back to a gun and kill somebody. And like, yeah, I, I usually just go find people who are building towers and shoot the bottom of them. Yeah, that's what I do. I, I'm like and I'm trying to teach him like the strategy portion of it because he's like, you know, because I've been playing a bunch of Call of Duty with friends, like they're all teaching me like how to do how, you know, strategies. So when I play with him. He was still treating it like, yeah, we can hear each other and shit, but we're just completely independent. I was, I was like, bro, where are you going? Like, why are you running away from me? We need to stay together so that we can team up on motherfuckers that come for us. And he's like, yeah, I'm going I'm going to Lazy Lake or something. I'm like, what is that? Like, can you mark it on the map? He's like, I don't know how to mark it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how to mark it? So it took me a second. I figured out. He's like, oh, that's what you mean? He, like, knows all this shit, but he doesn't know how to use yeah. it tacti- or tactically. So – Tonight was really cool. Like Miles is telling. Me, oh, sorry. I was just say tonight was really cool. I said, "Hey, this time, why don't we stay together? Won't you tell me what your plans are? Tell me what you want me to do to help you. You be the leader. Do you show us where we're dropping in? You mark things on a map. I'll help you mark. You enemies. are way more patient than I am. It it was. I will say that he's a he's a great listener and he responds well because he really wants to do it. He's also incredibly articulate. He As is. a kid, so I'm sure him explaining things to you is a little bit less frustrating than my kids explaining something to me. Sometimes. I mean, I do say, how do I do that? And he, he goes, I don't know. What the fuck? What did you do with your yeah, hands like, just now? Well, he's on he's on a controller. Oh, yeah. So that's where it got a little bit lost. Yeah. And I was like, what button are you hitting? Like, And then I'll look it up or something. Like, what is this button on PC? Yeah. Miles told me today about Fortnite. He said something. Um no, I forgot what he said. <laughs> Good story. We Colin. had a conversation about it, and now I don't remember. Good fucking story, Colin. Um, I do have a question. Since you're getting all into creating this band, um, what are you planning to do with this band? Are you? I mean, are you got studio project? You're just having fun with it? You're gonna play shows? I don't know. I don't know. Uh. Lee wants to just tell a bunch of people they're in the band. He told me that today. That's tight. If he listens, if he's listening to this, he's laughing now because he was trying to, he was like, make sure you tell Jeff that he's got to play guitar in it. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> he goes, I got, I have some, I still have some guitar and, uh, stuff. No, but I don't know what we're doing. I mean, who, who knows if anyone is ever going to play a show again. But, um, Lee, if you're listening, um, I've tried to, I've tried to force my way into Colin's bands before. When I first ever heard Maranatha, it was when it was like you wrote everything, and if you recall, I said, "Hey, dude, uh, can I just be in your band? Like, I like it more than mine. Like, can I just be in it?" <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, I think I got people to play." And I was like, "Fuck, man!" He just told me no, dude. I'm also just, but it's fine because it it took a turn towards music that I don't even have an understanding of how to write. So yeah. for that reason, it would have been totally fun to learn that yeah. style. Uh, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do with it. Uh, this was it. the idea was let's do an EP and just drop it. So that's what we're going to do and we'll see where it goes. I hope I hope people like it. I really like it. Um you let me you let me hear some uh demos uh through the old iPhone speakers mm-hmm. and I dig it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm I'm having a lot of fun writing it. Can't wait sure. to hear vocals on it. Me too. That's that's what I want to hear. That's what's really going to make yeah. it or break it for me. Um I saw, I don't know where it was, one of those states like Kentucky or something. Some dude, he's like a country singer. Fucking, it was in Tennessee. Was it in Tennessee? Yeah. Played like a packed ass country concert. In a warehouse. 
Yeah, what the fuck, man? COVID breeding grounds. I'm, I was talking to my friend about this who lives in Nashville uh, today because uh, he was just asking me, like, what's the vibe in Columbus with COVID? And I was like, we're getting a spike because the governor is, comes up to the line and then backs off when well, you getting a spike. Didn't we just have like the largest day, largest day of uh, reported yeah, as a country, as a country that yes. wasn't an Ohio thing. But we are getting a spike. Everybody's spiking right now. Right. Uh, but we are getting a spike because you drive through the short north and every bar is packed. Yeah. And um, uh, but I would say, you know, we were ahead of this. We are ahead of the game. We're better off than others. Other states, obviously. Um Quite funny how well New York is doing. Yeah. Only took some hardcore, tyrannical measures. Um, anyway, uh, but in Tennessee, we were talking about this today. He's like, yeah, I because I, I said when I went camping a couple weeks ago, I went into the Walmart in Logan, Ohio, and I think maybe 2% two of people had masks on. Mm. And uh, he goes, yeah, that's pretty much all of my state. And, and I was like, it's so funny, all of these – I'm going to sound bigoted now, but all of these right wingers uh, who don't believe in evolution are getting a hard lesson on natural selection. Ooh, shots fired. Is that really? No, that's that's fine. I mean, I, I'm just saying it's 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 you're seeing the most resistance to wearing masks with like Trump space and with like the hardcore don't try to be libertarians and then people who only watch mainstream media either one mm-hmm. left or right you know people are only taking in the fear or the pushback these are the people who are just throwing out weird talking points it's like just wear a fucking mask yeah i think my problem with it god my problem with it is that just err on the side of caution like hypothetically everyone's wrong cool you wore a mask. Everyone's wrong. That's fine. You're still alive. Everything's good. You get to look back and say, told you so. You don't wear a mask and they're right. You're gambling with a lot more higher and, stakes. And it's like the stats, the statistics don't lie. Like, But, but – Well, people lie. Um, organizations what? lie. What were you going to – But numbers don't. No. Actually, numbers can tell whatever fucking story you put them in the box. But, but I, I think I think that's a lot of the uh, that's a lot of the right winger problems, right? Is they are looking at these numbers, and it's another situation of like boy who cried wolf, where you do it so many times and you stop, you start losing credibility, right? So they've been caught too many times relating things to COVID or doing shady ass things like using using images or video snippets in the news that literally are not related to COVID and like putting them in COVID stories or using people's, you know, likeness or or whatever for COVID stories. And then those people coming and go or speaking up saying like, Hey, I don't even know why they were using my image. There's just, there's too many things that the media is doing and it's only fueling the doubt from that side. No, and and rightly so. Right. In in some points, I mean, like the the liberal media has had no problem with protests, um, but then people like aren't allowed to be with their parents as they're dying in the hospital. You know, there is the messaging double standard is there for sure, and it's and it's hard to navigate. Uh, I will say that when I was at the the, the protests that I've been at, 
I was you were seeing like a ninety five percent mask wearing rate. I mean, mm. more masks than I'd seen anywhere else in public. But whatever, uh, and I and I, that was not disparaging on getting out on the streets. I, uh, I did I did see a pretty funny um, tweet. Somebody like screen capped or something. It said something to the tune of, "Hey, does this virus spread at protests or only at sporting events?" Asking for a friend, and I was like, mm, "But you right, know what? The right. statistics are starting to come in, and they're, you're not seeing a spike." In those places, you're seeing a spike in the South where people are just going out and doing whatever the fuck they want. And uh, but uh, what I was about to say with the numbers thing, it's like you look at Hong Kong, 7.5 million people in that city. Mm -hmm. One of the most densely populated places on Earth. No lockdown, nothing. Six COVID deaths. Well, 97 percent. Mask wearing rate. Well, Colin, I think you're overlooking a statistic here. It's uh, pretty pretty easy to spot that this is a Chinese virus and doesn't affect people of Hong Kong. I'm just kidding. Oh my god. I know. I'm I'm just I'm just fueling the fire here. Somebody's yeah. gonna. But I did. But I read that. I was like, they had a 97 percent compliance rate with wearing masks. That's the, awesome. The three percent Americans and Europeans. Motherfuckers, fucking it up for everybody I mean, else. I mean. The European Union said yesterday that once they allow international travel starting tomorrow, the U.S. is not – they're not allowing people from the U.S. That is a global embarrassment. Can't be trusted. Like I was told that we were going to be winning. I was told that the the world was going to be taking us seriously again. Uh, How much stake do you put into like herd immunity? Because there's there's factual you – know, there's science there, right? But like there's a lot of people that are like, we just got to take these masks off and just let it do its thing. Like just like any other virus, it has to – we got to build herd immunity. And you know what? That works when you understand the virus and you have a vaccine for it. The reason why herd immunity works with the flu is because we have conditioned ourselves to be more immune to it. And we has some type of predictability, and we can at least yeah. take a you know we can we take a guess st- at what strain is going to be dominant. Two months ago, we were like it's not affecting anybody under thirty, and now the spike is happening the highest between ages eighteen and forty four. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're learning new things about this virus every day. So yes, the the messaging, yes, the mandates, yes, the science might change because we're learning every day. It's it's not that hard to understand. It's so wild to me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I thought you said two months. We didn't know that two months ago. Yeah, that's that's my problem is everybody everybody's looking for, again, it's the same thing we keep saying. You have a bias and you're looking for things to fuel your bias. And people are like, oh, they predicted this and they predicted that and it didn't happen. It's like, well, maybe maybe the measures we did played played a role in it right even if even if it's just a small role i'm not saying let's take credit for it and say like oh humans were able to use predictive modeling and get us out of this sticky mess but like it had to play some type of role it's kind of like insurance to me i never need insurance i just don't i don't need insurance i don't get pulled over yeah pretty pretty straightforward i just don't get pulled over don't need insurance but i still have insurance and that's what the mask is for me it's like do i think that if i got the virus I couldn't bounce back. No, I feel healthy enough. I don't think I have any like major underlying – I mean I don't know, right? But I don't think I have any major underlying conditions that would 
lead me to believe that I couldn't bounce back, bounce back, especially because when I have been very sick, flu, things like that, it doesn't really hit me as hard. Like it just no, doesn't. Either. Yeah, like I just feel like I'm okay. So, but it's not for me. I'm I'm wearing a mask for other people. Yes, which brings me to my next point. Uh, have you seen like the people that share all the various things? Like, well, this mask only protects this, and an N95 doesn't uh, protect you from breathing out. You're still breathing it out. It doesn't filter it on the way out. Uh, it's made for already contaminated areas so that you don't breathe it in, but it does nothing for filtering out. Like, okay, cool. I still just don't get why the fucking reluctance. Like, why is everybody spending so much energy on why they shouldn't? Why don't just strap the mask on? My kids have to have to go through active shooter drills right at their school so we can maintain the right to keep and bear arms you can't put a mask on for five fucking minutes when you run into the grocery store fuck off you snowflakes where's your safe (laughs) space i will say um my local kroger now has a sign up that says masks requested i saw that too oh, you i saw got that, that today too that yeah. was at the start of the that must be it. that must be a kroger wide uh thing i thought that was pretty cool i mean i i will say that uh i don't know maybe like a week ago i went and i i had taken my mask in the house so i didn't have it with me mm-hmm. so i ran in and i had a i was like i was slightly embarrassed because i looked around and literally everyone had a mask on i mean all the patrons there were there was everybody had a mask on and then it was just me so then I was starting to feel like, man, I'm the fucking dickhead right now. Like people were probably looking at me thinking he's a he's a no mask wearer. And it was truly just because I forgot it and I was there to get milk. That was it. Mm. Got my milk and fucking rolled. Now I got like masks in every car tucked in the doors and shit. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I, I just don't. It's it's. There's I, also a faction of there's a faction of uh, evangelicals who are saying masks, masks are the mark of the beast. No shit. And that if we get mandated masks, that that's it. That's that's what it is. It's like that's weird. The mark of beast. Your whole I, my whole life was told the mark of the beast was going to be an identifier, like a barcode or a number. You know, not mm-hmm. not a thing you can take off. But whatever. You know how there's like the number <coughs> associated, like six six six, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear that the real number was six one six? Yeah, the, there's a lot of that biblical numerology. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. 666 sounds better from from a marketing standpoint. Triple six, dog. If you're 555. Then I'm 666. A little Corey Taylor action. What's it like to be Um, a heretic? Herd Immunity Fest. Do you hear about this shit? No. (laughs) I got to Google it just so I can get the lineup because it, I will forget somebody, but it is, it is a. First of all, is it a real thing is it a real concert so they are they are billing it um as the first uh f- the the first live festival since covid that's what they're talking about uh and it is in the middle of nowhere uh wisconsin and where's the i need the Cause it, it's, it's amazing. It's a, it's, it's, I can't wait. I'm going to try and look it up uh, at the same time. Uh, herd immunity fest, static X, get the fuck out non point dope Boba flex. <laughs> it's shut, like Al Rosa Villa fest. Shut the fuck. Oh, first of all, 
I've played with Static X at Alrosa. I have played with Dope several times at Alrosa. Nonpoint also played with them and Dope and Factor 81. I can't believe they're still touring together. Oh, flaws on it too. I uh, have never played with those guys. Damn, this uh, is, uh, you know who, you know, where's Knox at? Like, Knox needs to go <laughs> ahead and get Zone Zero on this show. Oh, man, it's so funny, though. And I guess they uh, update Nonpoint dropped off the bill once they heard the festival's name and then they changed the name of the festival i guess but it's but it's they've been getting a lot of hate for this shit i doubt it'll happen uh but shit man that's so funny um i i'm friends with a guy on facebook pretty funny name actually is, for fest. yeah no it's a, it's a good little <laughs> relevant thing first of all it's word of mouth it gets people talking look at us we're talking about it right now <laughs> yeah um so it did its job good marketing that being said there is i don't know what it is there's a guy i'm friends with on facebook and uh to be honest i hope he doesn't listen to this because i don't know that i know this guy like it's one of those things where like somebody added me and i was like oh we have a fuck ton of mutual friends i probably know this guy but as time goes on i'm like i don't really have a clue who this dude is he is clearly booking a festival and it's a massive festival at like uh you know the type of thing you'd see at a stadium Bro, I don't know. It, I was just thinking about this on the way here that I should do some more research on it and figure out what the fuck it is. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, I keep seeing his posts and he keeps alluding to, like, having phone conversations and he'll post, like, pictures of the venue. Like, there's just a lot of weird hmm. shit going on. It's almost one of those things where, like, if there wasn't tangible pictures and screen grabs and, and, and conversations coming out of it, I would almost think this dude's full of shit. Like, you ain't booking no festival. Like, yeah. random ass dude from Ohio or wherever you're from. I don't even know where he's from. Because, like I said, random ass ad. I don't usually add randos. Truly thought I knew this guy. What's his name? I'm just kidding. I, I don't even know. I couldn't <laughs> even tell you right now. Like, I'm sure I could go look through my friends list and be like, oh, there's the dude I don't know. Uh, but I, it, next time I see it, I'm going to screen grab it and send it to you. Anyway, speaking of bands, like, let's talk about music for a minute, because I feel like with our podcast lately, because of how restricted we've been in doing things and stuff like that, I feel like, uh, you know, we haven't had a lot of content about music. And though I've even been checking music out, we just really haven't talked music. So we had a had something on the board last week that we didn't get to. And we'll bring it up now. Bands that everyone seems to love that, you know, never really clicked with you. And I can – so is it never really clicked with you as in you still think they're good bands, you're just not vibing on them, or you just don't really understand the appeal form at all? Either or. Where it's really – it's just like a band that like has a ton of hype and – or uh, maybe not hype, but like everybody's always just like this band is so great and you just don't see it. I, I mean I got one right off the top of my head, Ghost. That's fair. I – just can't understand it i get i when i look at them visually i'm expecting one thing and then when i hear them i'm just like nope can't do it i don't know satanic credence i don't know what is i don't know what it's supposed to be satanic blue oyster cult it's fucking weird i like them i will say that visually dude they're they're theatrics yeah fucking i saw them at sonic temple last year it was wild, man. They had this huge cathedral staircase. Yeah. And they had a saxophone solo in a song. It was wild. See, that's uh, that's it, cool. But do you really think that – I am so surprised of the visuals 
with the sound music that sound like I feel like the people that would like the visuals won't like the music and the people that would like the music won't like the visuals. But somehow it fucking works and everybody yeah. likes this band. Yeah, I think it. Well, part of it is the mystery, the mystery of it. You know, like we know now that it's just that it's just one guy and he rotates members out. But like the whole thing is like, uh, you never knew who was in it. There was always rumors like that Dave Grohl was in it for a little bit mm. and like all, and other people. And so like, like that part's cool. And then, you know, to be honest with you, there are some like really great like eighties, late seventies, early eighties metal riffs, really good guitar solos. But I think the other thing that really sells it with that band is the fact that it is, uh, for, especially for people who like are into it who aren't like in the metal scene, you know, like people who like shop a hot topic and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, they are, if the people are getting a ghost shirt at Spencer gifts, you know, your casual listener, I think to them, it's like, wow, they're singing about Satan and it's all the scary stuff, but it's still like catchy stuff I can sing along to. I think that's the appeal. Man. I like them a lot. Personally. I think they're, I think the dude's a really, really good songwriter and knows mm. how to write a fucking hook and a vocal harmony. But, uh, G- give me a, give me one of the, or give me a band. You name one. Now. I'll be honest with you. And I'm I, I, already, I, can I guess it? Yeah. You're going to tell me Ghost Inside. Yeah. How the fuck can you like, I don't know, hate breed? But, buddy. Buddy? How can you buddy? like hate breed and not like no, I, the Ghost Inside? I, and that's the thing is it, one that's when I say it just and it I've tried multiple times and something about it doesn't click with me. I I, I like some like you sent me that song like a couple weeks ago and I was like, dude, this is hard as shit. So, but there's something about it that I don't I can't put my finger on it. So let, let's do this. I want you to round up three ghost songs that right. you think I need to hear. All right. Likewise, I will round up three ghost inside songs. That I think you need to hear. And to be fair, I will say that my favorite album from them is, I don't know, I think it's, I think it might be their second or third album. It's called Get What You Give. That's the album that sold it for me. It was like, cool. I, I liked the first album, but didn't like, you know, it was whatever. And I kind of like fell off of them. And then somehow I picked up that Get What You Give album. And after listening to that, I all of a sudden liked everything. It was like that was the album that went, okay, now they're up here and now everything else just sounds better. Because even though Dear Youth, their last album was pretty good, it was it was really good, but it just wasn't it wasn't why I fell in love with them. It was a little almost a little too melodic. And then this new album, I gotta be honest, uh I've only listened to it like twice. <laughs> Something is just not clicking with me. And I feel like it's I feel like it's they recorded with Will Putney. I think that that just fucked it up for me. Hmm. There's something about the type of bands he records and the type of sound and everything. Um, it's just not something's not clicking. Is this this record's not doing it for me? So I'm gonna round up three songs. You round up three songs. All we're right. gonna trade. Um, do you got any others that you can mention off the top of your head? Hmm. I'm trying to think of because I I put that on the board like a month ago, hmm. and I'm trying to think of there was one specific one but i can't remember what it was well let me let me, me click into this fucker and see if you wrote them in here no nope, because you know you can put a check i know you can oh cool 
Cool. Sorry. I'll think of one. Sorry, I didn't mean to accidentally teach you something. I'm not, I'm not meaning to scold you or hold your hand to the fire oh because God. Oh my I God. am encouraging you to use our board for what it is. I don't want to do that, Colin. I'm just gonna just gonna let you do you, man. Don't tread on Colin. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> don't tread on Colin. There we go. So I'm not sure what you guys have been up to, although I did hear that someone made a got a got a new ride, huh? Yeah, dude. We've been talking for six months now, at least, about getting rid of the Honda Pilot while it was we could still make some money on it. And uh and it was getting I mean, it's a eleven, so it's coming up on ten years old. Uh mm. uh hundred seventy five thousand miles, which is fine for the Honda motor. Um, but you know, resale value is dropping and we have three kids so the condition was dropping mm. and uh so you know we've been talking about it for a while and sierra you know she's really wanted a forester super forester i've had a couple foresters uh in my life older ones and i love i love subarus i love foresters um and uh we went on sunday traded in the pilot and got a 2020 it's the first time in my life I ever bought a brand new car Hundred had 130 miles on it, <laughs> so weird. And uh, caught a deal too on a touring edition. I mean, it's the top mm-hmm. of the line. It's got all of the stuff. And uh, watch out, no more rolling up the windows manually. <laughs> yeah, I remember your kid. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's got like all the autonomous features. It's got the lane centering, all that stuff, and the it's wild too. It it, it looks at your eyes. And if oh, to make sure if you're, you're looking away too long, it says keep your eyes on the road. Yeah. If you're looking down too long, it's got like droopy eyes. It says stay alert. I don't know. I feel like maybe they owe a little a little nod to Samsung for that one. Probably. Because Samsung had a feature that it it wouldn't dim my screen if it sensed my pupils were looking at it. Because it was like, oh, he's still reading. He must be reading. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dim your shit. But if I would look away, it would dim my phone. Hmm. So... And they even had a – dude, I fucking – now here I go talking about Samsung. They even had a feature where it could tell that I was getting towards the bottom of the page and would scroll the page up automatically. And I would go back. Crazy. Like just crazy shit like that. So that's pretty cool, that whole pupil tracking bullshit. Yeah. That's not the first car I've heard to have that either. But, oh, no, no. That, yeah, but that's definitely, really cool. Definitely not. Uh, uh, GM Super Cruise has um, – What like, the fuck is a GM Super Cruise? No, Super Cruise is their is the name of their autonomous uh, features. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it's only in right now. It's only in Cadillacs, I think. Um, but like, there's a light bar on the steering wheel. Fuck yeah, RGB, that, like, bro. If you're not paying attention enough, it like starts flashing yellow and red, or the steering wheel starts shaking, things like that. So it's pretty crazy. Uh, but no, the autonomous features work pretty well. Like I was going 45 or 50, and it was keeping me in the lane. Uh, that was cool. Mm. Uh, also, this thing is like, you know, it's a Subaru, so it's all-wheel drive all the time. And it has a, you know, sport mode. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I And you can do it in the, you can put it in the manual shifting with, Paddle the, with the paddles. And I was at, uh, you know, Lane and Kenny, when it's about to open up, up on Kenny Road by the OSU Farms. Mm-hmm. I was like the light turned green and I put that in the sporty mode and I was, and I, I mean, it's got seven gears and I was beast mode in that thing. That thing has got some pep in its step. Nice. I like it. I like it. It's Very jealous of my wife. So it's a weird thing. It's, I mean, you guys own that shit together. So yeah, I know, but she bought it. Mm. 
Well, luckily she'll not have to put a front license plate on it because tomorrow is is it? I said it's July one. Oh, I don't know why I thought. Okay, midnight in Ohio, you could take your front plate off, which is fucking crazy because so many other states already didn't have that shit, and so many cars don't have a. You have to like drill right into the fucking. You have to drill holes in your fucking bumper. So that leads. That makes me wonder. Is it going to cost less to get plates and shit? No. Hmm. No. It's bullshit. Because, I mean, you're paying $54 a year just for the sticker. Yeah, but I feel like... <laughs> I mean, so they just give you plates for free then? It, yeah. I don't know. I've just taken the same you're plates. Paying, you're paying for the registration. The plates are just part of it. Yeah, I know you have to, like, re-up on the sticker and shit, but, like, wh- how the fuck... Where Where does the cost go to, like... Get the plates for the first time. It's, that has to be spread out in something. Uh, I mean, because maybe I don't know. I don't fucking know. Somebody out there needs to uh, tell me. I gotta, I gotta get a new, I gotta get a new driver's license here within the next two weeks. Mm. Yeah, baby. That's what you're saying. You're good, but now it's a, it's a mustache, and it's not a, it's not. Full I know, but, but I mean, this is. I'm very stoked to have this in my in my license. Hell yeah, dude! That's a that's a dad achievement unlocked. It's weird too. It's weird because I don't I, I don't know where this second puberty came from, but five years ago I could not even get anywhere close to this. You gonna wear like a Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> like with the top like five buttons unbuttoned? I should. I should. Gold chain, Figaro chain, Hawaiian shirt, that stash. Come on, man. That's the shit legends are made of. <laughs> it really is. That's Dave oh always Dave always gets like really good photos. Like they don't make him retake them. It's always like some bullshit. Like I, have a long, great I have long hair in my current one. I intentionally wear like at least a button-up shirt because I want it to look fairly presentable. <laughs> I don't know why, man. I've just always, I've just always felt like I look like a criminal. I think it's like the bald head and the beard and shit and like tattoos. I try to, I throw on whatever I can to alleviate that. So I'm not looking like a criminal. Uh, Colin. Did you get a massage? Dude. Holy shit balls. So Sierra bought me for Father's Day a deep tissue massage. Um, and I've never gotten like a professional massage before. I mean, I have friends who have esthetician degrees and, and, and are trained in, or have licenses and have rubbed my back real good. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I've never like actually like, gone and like had a massage and holy crap, that was so awesome. Uh, I, she asked me, like, I had to fill out like a patient intake form and stuff like that, like, talk about like what I'm looking for. And then she asked me, like, was I looking for relaxation or working on, you know, working on the muscles, uh, on the pain? And I was like, both, like, somewhere in the middle, like, I, a lot of my, a lot of my muscle pain comes with stress. So yeah, I would like to be relaxed, but you know, so we did, it was like an aromatherapy thing. And then like, uh, it was, it was a deep tissue massage. She went hard and there were points that were not enjoyable. And <laughs> yeah. like, there's like right here on the back of my arm, it feels bruised yeah. right here. Just like, just right here. It feels bruised. Like she was like, like literally like grabbing muscles and then like, 
twisting them with their yeah. fingers and like they basically like want to release the toxins. They wring them bitches out like but, wet washcloths. But I'm not joking. Now, 24, 36 hours later, like I've done physical therapy. I've done chiropractic work. Uh, I've talked to doctors. This has been the most uh, results I've seen in dealing with my fucked up spine. Really? I think I want, I mean, and I found out that it's not that expensive. I want to start doing it like once a month. I'm pretty sure that under some plans, as long as it's recommended, uh, you can cover it under medical and shit. Or at least pay for it if you have one of those like HRA accounts. Or- it was it was wild. Like this morning, I was sitting on the couch, and I was like, I was just I sat up like I normally would to stretch, you know, and and it's normally like a like an old guy like oh, and it was like I just like sat up and I was like, my muscles work again. <laughs> like it it's pretty it's pretty wild. I can't I I I can't recommend it more. Uh, it. it if that's your thing. <clears throat> no, I, I actually have a, a – I don't know what it was for, if it was for Christmas or birthday or what. But I have – I think I mentioned this on the previous episode. I have a $170 gift certificate or something like that. It's very expensive. It's just under 200 to Woodford House in Dublin, which is like the type of place where you go in and get a fucking warm robe and like a glass of alcohol. and Jesus. Get, yeah, it's it's wild. It's, it's a straight-up spa. It's where – Rich, you know, old rich couples go like for massages and fucking mimosas. When, it's they, need like, to, when they need to bring their stress level down from pointing guns at protesters. Absolutely. Shit's stressful. Speaking of stressful, hot off the fucking press. I don't know if you've <clears throat> seen anything with this yet. Um, the reopening, the initial reopening plans for school next year. Oh, no. Yeah. So my wife just texted me and asked me if I saw it. So this is the. Reopening plan recommendation. From the state of Ohio? Yes. Um, Grades pre-K through 8. It would be two days of in-person learning at school, separated between group A and group B. Three days of remote learning. With an option to choose an online-only format if somebody wanted to. So you could either do two. No. (laughs) Right, right, right. No. Uh, And then grades... 9 through 12 would be full-time remote learning at home at least the first two quarters with an option to choose between two different online learning formats. So, and I just Googled it just to see like, hey, where's this from? And I found an article from 10.54 p.m. So we're talking about like 10 minutes ago. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to read some more about that, but that was just a little snippet. I mean, I was assuming that's what it was going to be because that's kind of what people are doing. But man, we are just not, I'm just not made for this. No. You know what? I think I saw a lot of people saying like, oh man, school teachers have such a fucking hard job. I've only been doing this a couple of days. And it's like, yes, school teachers have one of the hardest jobs. Like you are wrangling a bunch of kids that we send to you and are pissed off that we have to try and control throughout the day. You're, you, you guys are controlling 30 of them like all day, every day and somehow get more respect than we do. And controlling them is your job. Yes. Whereas I have to work another job at the same time. Yeah. It's frustrating. So, yeah, dude. Frustrating. We need to get a vaccine for this shit. Um, so Jesus Christ. One thing I want to point out 
is you are steadily rocking those Midwestern Jesus mandals. So <laughs> I'm pretty, I think every time I've seen you since you talked about them, you've had them on. So there's something to it, man. You've, uh, you've also got me tonight in like full on summer dad mode. I realized I got like, I was making tacos tonight and got shit on my shirt. My shorts are dirty as I, fuck. I would never notice any of that. I did ask you um, what that was on your shirt and if it was a vitamin company. Oh, St. Vitus. St. Vitus, bro. I didn't hear you ask me if it was a vitamin company. Yeah. I, it was obviously just me being a dickhead, but St. Vitus. It was funny. I always wanted a St. Vitus shirt that was just their logo. Yeah. Is that their logo? Yeah. Okay. And I was like at there's like some vintage clothing shop here in Columbus that like posts up in like an airstream trailer sometimes at like mm. things in the short north and like outside things. And I was in there and I was just going through and I this shirt was like six dollars, something like that. And it's obviously a bootleg. It's printed up. Yeah. Up I was getting ready to say that motherfucker is two inches from the neckline. Yeah. But and but the sleeves were fucking like down to my elbows, man. So So in typical Colin fashion, you Busted cut the, the cut them shits off. Busted the doors off that thing. Busted the doors off. <laughs> my shirt matches my Jeep. Yeah. Car ain't got no roof. All right. I think uh I think we're reaching the end here, Colin. I think so. Um you and I are going to do what I always do. And I brought some more wood and, and random things to throw in that dumpster. So let's throw some shit in the dumpster. And load this baby up. Help me load this cab up and officially kiss this practice space goodbye because I don't live here anymore. Not that y'all can see it because we don't do this shit on camera anymore, but we got to really figure out where we're going to pod from now on. Yep. All right. 51. Episode 51's in the books. Episode 52. Stay tuned to find out where the fuck we are potting. Yep. Peace. See ya.